3: If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family.
0: Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn! What they on? All steroids and no cops. There's a big ass kid. This is Primetime. We're not like you. We're growing up, up, up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Ah! Here are Isaac Ropp and Jason Sakanik with primetime on 1080,
4: the fan. Yeah, I looked up who was on those old Washington State teams with Tony Bennett as the lead man there. Mm-hmm. People are saying the Hawaiian guy I was thinking of was Derek Lowe. Yeah, Derek Lowe. Yep. He was their leading scorer. Kyle Weaver. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Defensive specialist, if I remember. Robbie Cowgill.
5: I remember Kinda, Cowgill.
4: Sort of. Aaron remember. Baines. The Aussie. Ivory Clark. And then someone else asked, "Weren't they really good with Clay Thompson?" Uh, not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, he we, was really good. He was really,
2: but good. I mean, they weren't great when he I mean, was there. I mean, we right? went through their tournament history, guys. It's not the the question of were the Cougs really good? Just arbitrarily, the answer is no. So
4: just so he was only there one year, right? Clay? Yeah.
5: No, he was there three years. I thought he was there a while. And because the whole thing was that he was going to get recognized on senior night his junior year, and he got suspended for it after he got like popped for driving after uh, getting high.
4: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I see here. So Tony Bennett was his coach. Oops. Tony Bennett was his coach for one year, and they went 18 and 17. Yeah, he was there three years. And then Bennett left. Or sorry, they went 17 and 16, and then Bennett left. Then Thompson became their leading scorer for two years under Ken Bone, and they went sixteen and fifteen, and twenty two and
5: thirteen. There you go. Great question for the Vancouver Four text line. Uh, how were they in the Lavar Ball era? Because he played there. <laughs>
4: Remember when, <laughs> le,
2: le, according to Lavar Ball, they were the greatest team known to man, and that he could have beat Jordan, and he was benching eight hundred pounds, and his his claims are phenomenal. I, he popped up on my timeline the other day, and. Uh, he it was some interview with someone and he was claiming that uh at his at his uh like NFL tryout or whatever cuz he, he tried to play football That's too, right yeah. He claimed that they they had him uh do they were going to do the 225 bench press and he said he didn't want to bother with that so he just picked it up over his head and started doing it that way and they said he did like he claimed he tried to do th- he did 30 reps of 225 behind his head which is the most impossible thing in the history of mankind but like he says these things it it amazes me he's this way and, and I'm not trying to get into a broader scope but that people just blatantly lie and not like little lies that are somewhat believable easily fact checked and things like that it fascinates me. It's like it's the equivalent of me saying that I went and picked up a car in the park. Yeah, I went and saw Rob's Highlander the other day, and I, I thought it was a little over the line, so I picked it up Scooted and I moved it, over. it. It's just as believable as saying that LeVar Ball, you you overhead pressed two hundred twenty five pounds. You just picked it up off the ground and started pressing it above your head thirty five times.
5: By the way, what did Adam Silver and the league say to him to get him to shut up? Because he went from like a hundred to zero so fast.
2: What? Well, yeah, probably his kids. Probably his kids. He's, he's got one yeah. kid
5: that's pretty good. Well, that's the thing is, like, once he started with, like, Lonzo, he wouldn't shut up. But it was, like, when LaMelo came around, everything just, like, shut off, it felt like. Yeah, I think he...
4: So I have LeVar Ball news. Would you like it? <laughs>
5: we, we do have Levar, yeah.
4: LeVar Ball news.
5: So he played... Fun fact, he played under Kelvin
4: Sampson. Oh, okay. Kelvin Sampson is so old that he coached LeVar Ball. Didn't realize that. Kelvin Sampson, by the way, is still the coach at Houston. Houston. The hell of a coach. He cheats his ass off, but now he can, so... He... I hate him so much. He's a good coach. He is such a jerk. Yes. Like, just watch him. He. Yeah. You want to talk about these heavy-handed coaches that, I mean, you hate him, like just the Bob Knights. Bully people. I look, look right at Kelvin Sampson. He's yep. one of them. He's yep. an ass. Without
5: even hearing what he's saying, I watch him and I'm like, yeah. I don't even want, yes. I would never want to be He just one of his looks players. miserable. Yeah, he looks miserable. So, LeVar Ball that year averaged 2.2
4: points per game. He only played <laughs> one year.
5: But they're the greatest 2.2 points a game you've ever seen.
4: And the Cougs were 13 and 16. <laughs> but I'm sure LeVar would tell you that greatest. it's that they would be much better. Had better than he,
5: Jordan, never lost. Had
4: he played more. I would have dominated. Are you kidding me? Just 26 games. He did start six times oh, and nice. played 11 and a half minutes per game.
2: Do so love those guys that, again, you can easily fact check.
4: Well, it's like our boss. We, we had a boss that once oh, said he yeah. played baseball at George Mason. Yeah, and we looked. He, he did not he, play he, baseball at George Mason. No. It's, it fascinates me. What like, a weird lie to tell, right? It's strange, right? But he also knew no one would call him out on it because it's yeah. like,
5: except someone did.
4: You guys it's awkward. Well, we do now because he's not here. Not here. But yeah. if you were still here, we'd probably just shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just laugh behind his back. Because it's not. Yeah, you don't. You don't be like no. You didn't play there. Like, why would you do that?
2: <laughs> My all-time favorite one of those stories, and I've told them multiple times, is when I was a, a driver at the airport. I drove the little shuttle cart. When I was driving it, which wasn't that frequent, took a lot of breaks, uh, I was driving a kid, and he was head-to-toe in Cal team-issue football gear. Back in the day, and I, I don't know if they still do it, but Nike had one template for all their schools. So our team-issue sweats were the exact same as, as Cal's team sweats. And it was team-issue stuff. You couldn't buy it you know, on the secondary market. It was just team issue stuff. And it was a dude wearing head to toe cow gear, including like the 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 workout shoes. And I was like, hey, does this guy play at cow? Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, like settle down there, my man. Like everything he had on. So I was driving him and I asked him, I said, uh, I said, hey, I got a notice like you're, you know, cow stuff. I said, did you play at Cal? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm their starting middle linebacker. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. oh. And he was a uh, he was a black guy. And uh, I was like, it's interesting because someone had just got done like four months ago playing Cal. Me. And probably blocking their middle linebacker. Their middle linebacker. And their middle linebacker was really good. The problem is their middle linebacker was a big, tall white guy named Scott Fujita (laughs) who went on and played in the NFL. He was really stinking good. In fact, none of their linebackers were black, which, again, was kind of one of those odd things. I was like, yeah, a bunch of white guys. So I started asking him, and and I just kind of let let him kept hanging himself. I was like, "You started like like a couple games? No, no." And he went on, and told me all this grandiose story about how he's this great linebacker at Cal and this and that. And then at the very end, when we I was letting him off of the card, I was like, "It's funny because um like you were talking about how you played at Cal and you started all these games and you know blah blah blah." And he was like, he was claiming he was like honorable mention all conference, and it was a shame that he didn't get this and that. And I was like, it's weird because uh, I'm actually the starting center at BYU. And I was like, unlike you, I'm really that guy. And I'm like, we just got done playing Cal. I'm like, we kicked your ass. And I'm like, I know you're linebackers. And they weren't you. And the look on his face just.
5: If he could have gone white as a sheet, he would have. It
2: just mm. melted. And I just kind of sat there and grinned mm. at him. And he didn't say a word. And he mm. picked up his Cal
5: team machine. <laughs> And he just walked off. Do you think he was like a walk-on special teamer? Do you think he was no affiliation? He he had to have
2: had some affiliation because he had... I
5: don't know if you could like buy that stuff at the Nike store or something. he
2: had some sort of affiliation. So my guess is either it was a walk-on or whatever. He didn't play. And, you know, I probably should have just let it go, but I couldn't help. And I would have had he just been like, yeah, I play at Cal. But he wanted me to know that he was this (laughs) great. It's great. Of all the places to tell that story... Of all the airports,
5: you happen to tell it at PDX. He could tell that story to 10,000 people and only one person would be able to tell him it's wrong and it's you.
2: Who the hell knows who the <laughs> linebackers yeah. are? Who knows who the linebackers are? He could have told that to half of my teammates and they yeah. would have had no idea. Yeah, You probably could have told it to my left tackle and he wouldn't have known. That's super random. Yes. But and it, it, awesome. It, it's one of my favorite
4: moments but in my life. You didn't have to call him out on it. Maybe he was just having a good time. It's like the time I told you the time I was on an airplane, and for some reason, and I still don't know why, I was speaking in an Australian accent to this dad and the kid next to me. I have no idea why, and I just kept. I'm like, oh crap! Now I got to stick with this. You're committed. And I kept going. They thought I was from Australia. I mean, what am I doing? Having fun. So maybe he was doing that. It was entertaining. Yeah, to how me. long
5: did this continue for? How many hours?
4: Well, I, was, I, I don't it. remember
5: the flight, but yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, Did you have to like order your drinks in Australian too. Yes, <laughs> they were sitting right
4: next to me. <laughs> it's so good, so stupid, yes. and so sometimes you just yeah. You know, he didn't think anything of no. you, so he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll no. just tell him I'm the you know no. having a good time." And I just, you just, I
2: spoiled his fun. I would have loved to have known what was going through his
4: head as he walked off. Not a word was spoken. Not an "f you." Not uh, he a didn't. nothing, dude. He didn't care. He's gonna go tell the next guy, and he <laughs> he's gonna double down. <laughs> Because the next guy ain't going to be the center for BYU. No, it's just,
2: it's just. I remember looking at me. I was I'm like, "Are you Scott Fujita or Scott Fujita? Is that you? <clears throat> you don't look the
4: same." I'm like, whoops. All right, guys. Ah, good times. I hope that guy is in Portland somewhere listening right now. The reach around continues. Next is Caitlin Clark bringing her three point show to Portland. It's four fourteen on the fan.
1: The heat is
4: Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. One of our listeners says, my go-to lie to people on vacation is that I sell erotic cakes. That's a solid one right there. <laughs> who doesn't love a good travel alias yeah. when you're out and about? And somebody else, oh, same guy brings up, uh, speaking of Cal, there was a kid named Kevin Hart who had a commitment ceremony where he picked a hat and committed to Cal... The only problem was he was never recruited by Cal or offered by any program. I 100% remember that.
1: I do, I do too. too. He
5: had a
2: signing day event at his school, signed a fake letter of intent. There was an assembly
5: and all the students
2: showed up. It was a whole thing. Boy, I, mental illness is a hell of a thing. Like, you, where did you think that was going? Like Right. <laughs> that, yeah, right.
5: Like, huh? you think yeah, what's the end game there?
4: I don't
2: know. Do
5: you? They, fake- they're
4: like, all right, Kevin,
5: fine. We'll give you a scholarship. <laughs> I I think, honestly, maybe they're delusional enough that if if I, I, all these 100 people are behind me and say, yeah, sure, great job, good luck at Cal, they'll be like, maybe we have a spot for you. Okay. I mean, it's that kind of delusion, though. <laughs> I think maybe you fake an
2: injury, you fake a career ender, and you're like, hey, man, I was going to go play at Cal. And then as you run into people at the gym all the time, and they love to tell me about how they almost played here and they almost played there. A lot of those. You're like, "Hey man, I was committed to Cal, but you know, I got that uh, that damn knee injury, and it just uh, just destroyed." What was the knee injury? Ah, just this knee injury. Don't just uh, you. No one's ever recovered from it. Just don't worry about
4: it. Just couldn't play. Sneeze. Steed Cream Roper, traveling erotic uh, cake salesman. The best is that Buck fell for totally <laughs> for Steed.
5: I ended up finding out there was an entire baseball Twitter account just. <laughs> devoted to made up names (laughs) the
2: best that's the best made up name of all time is (laughs) steve well that was the uh i saw the inception of the 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 key and peel where they did the college football teams i saw an interview with it it was it was it was keel it wasn't the jordan peel guy it was the 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 tall skinny one and he said that uh they were playing like a they, they were they were like playing video games or something Uh, and on, on Madden and some weird name popped up in between, like while they were working and he was like, that's someone's name. He wasn't a big sports guy. And he goes, if you think that's weird, wait till you see the college kids. And he said, that's all he said to him. And he said, he came back the next day and, uh, Jordan Peele had, had written that entire sketch. He had gone back and written that entire one, and he said the only name he changed was, it was his idea to do Dan Smith from BYU. At the end. <laughs>
4: that was a good bit. He said that
2: was the, at the very end, after all the names, Dan Smith, BYU. He said he wrote it all in one day, and he said that's just, he, he took that idea and was like, I'm running with it. It's like Kringle
4: Mc, Mc, McKringleberry or
2: whatever. Kringle McKringleberry, yeah. <laughs>
4: they, had, they had Jack Marius, <laughs> Tech Theratrix, <laughs> TJ Juxon, Demarcus Williams. Yeah. Well now like in real
0: life
2: Tyroyal Smoochie Wallace. <laughs> they every year they do the the real team names like the coldest to ever do it oh, yeah. and all these different ones.
5: Well there's the there are those brothers rowdy and rocky beers. Those are like yeah. real tight ends. Yeah.
2: There was what Buck Coors was a linebacker like at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, if I am adding a new alias, it's gonna be Buck Coors.
4: <laughs> They're saying nice to meet you, Buck Coors. Great name. One of the guys they had on that Kim Peel's uh KMP Kean Peel. He and Peel skit was Donkey Teeth. <laughs> he went to Boise State. My personal favorite is Sagittariat Jefferson from this, Texas A and M. And
2: this guy's right. The, uh, the they said the the game they were playing the the Madden it was DeBricashaw
5: Ferguson. Oh, is that what it was? Was the
2: name that started where he that goes people
5: could not believe it was real.
2: Yeah, like uh, the, the Jordan Peel was like that's not real and he goes oh it's real. Look up college names, they're way worse. And that's what le- DeBricashaw Ferguson led to that sketch.
4: X wing at
5: alliaceousness. X <laughs> wing. Well, God bless kids. I mean, Colorado's got that kid Cavassier Smoke. That's wonderful. That's a great name. Kavassier well, that's that's Smoke.
4: what. That's why the bit so great is that yeah, it's not it's not that far out there.
2: If you can have Cavassier Smoke, you can have you know Kringle
4: McDingleberry or whatever it is. Swervathon L Goodling Splat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Beezer twelve washing beard, great bit. If you guys haven't seen that, you got to look it yeah, up. Yeah, Look up Keenpeel, like college football. It's it's funny. Uh, Caitlin, uh, so one of our listeners tipped us off to this yesterday. Uh, you know Portland is hosting the NCAA women's regional. Yes, one of them. Yeah. this year. And, and could we? Um, yeah, there's a good chance Caitlin Clark will be coming here. Tasty because I think they're back on a one line now. Yeah, they're they're really good. And so they're going to probably play, I don't know, I, I'm having a hard time finding the actual uh, bracket. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, have, they have the bracket, but they don't have, like... Where it's going to be. Yeah, the region set up yet. But it sounds like uh, Albany, New York, or they'll host. So it's Albany or Portland, but they'll host uh, probably first and second round. Yeah. And then likely be slid into Portland if they win those games.
0: That'd be freaking
2: you buying awesome. buying tickets? Uh, yeah, I would go see that. I'd probably get media passes, but uh, I would go see Caitlin Clark. Would I pay? I would, too. Yeah, depends. Depends on the ticket price. What's fun. the get-in
5: price for women's do- do- uh, NCAA tournament? I don't know. No idea. But I, I'm I guessing always... that price would be
4: more than than, than normal. You would I've gone
2: pay. to all the, the... Well, not all, but every time we've had any of the, the regional games, I've gone to, to some of those. I've just never... I've never paid. I we always get media credentials and then I just always kind of bounce around and it's a fun time. And I'll bet you uh if Caitlin Clark's here, that's gonna I don't know if it's gonna be a, a, a full house, but there will be a good raucous crowd.
4: Oh yeah. That they're I bet that's a full house.
2: It's it's to watch her play. That's just a lot of people at Moda Center, but
5: 20 G's. Especially because she doesn't being in the in the Big Ten right now does not play in this region a lot.
2: But I, I think Yeah, but Iowa's gonna have a ton of fans. They're gonna have a ton of fans, and I think we'll get a lot of
4: I don't know. I think a lot of people will go watch. This is a big women's basketball market. Yes, and, and like I said,
2: I don't know if it's a sellout, but it's going to be a full. It's going to be close to a full boat. There'll be a lot of people there, and it should be a great environment, especially if we get them in the because we'd get the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. You know,
4: exactly. She would have a chance if they. She, I mean, she's got to win three games. Yeah, win but three games. If but you get to that fourth game, it's a shot to go to the final four.
2: Well, and if and if you got a sweet sixteen, and, and you're then maybe playing... you can
4: storm the court and truck her over like that fan at Rutgers <laughs> or or whatever. I'm gonna bring a sign that's gonna mock her for for that.
2: You know, because that was a, that was a dive. Come on, yeah, come on. They she, all dive. She's great, but that's that's European soccer. Uh, I'd have to look at like the rankings, like, but in that that elite eight round, I mean, what have you got like? What if you got, like, Iowa, UConn, or, you know, someone like that, Well, you got a real big, you know, Tennessee, another great— South Carolina. Well, I guess well, They're, they're going to be a
4: one seed, too. Yeah.
2: But, you know, if, if, if you got a, a big name playing her in the in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four—
4: that'd Where's be that pre- LSU girl?
2: Uh, Your girl. A- Angel
4: Reese? Yeah, are they good? I would imagine they are.
2: I thought they were struggling to start of the year, but I think they're picking it up as of late.
4: How about that? How about a Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese oh, showdown? Oh, That would sell out. That would one hundred percent.
2: That would sell out anywhere across yes. the country. Well, they they did when uh, South Carolina played. It might have been LSU. South Carolina played
5: LSU, and it was it was enormous. It didn't it. That was the the game that like beat the Celtics game that same night on yeah. TNT or something like that. It well, was ESPN? the final, wasn't it?
2: No, no, no! That was this year, this, this season, it was regular, a regular season, season yeah. game, and it was it did massive numbers. It beat it was, like
5: regular season marquee NBA action. Yeah,
2: sold out, and tickets were going for a couple grand to get in the door. I mean, yeah. they said it was one of the biggest regular season uh, games women have ever seen. By the way, LSU is thirteen, so that could be a two. Yeah, you get something like that in one, the Elite two. Eight. How about this? What if the beeves Because our Bees oh, yeah. are top ten. What if the beeves ended up? You know, you got Caitlin Clark against the the hometown beeves Would they send the beeves out to Portland? Or probably, would they throw them? Probably not. They'd probably have to throw them out somewhere Albany. else. But because if you're the one seed, you know, you don't want to see Oregon State in in Oregon. That would be a
4: yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah,
2: it wouldn't be good. But I was just looking at, at like like teams that you could you could see play them. Um, You know, in in that region, and just I'm looking at you know Colorado, UCLA, LSU, Indiana, UConn's 15. I'll tell you right now, sign me up, UConn uh, with uh, with Gino against Caitlin Clark in the Elite Eight, Moda Center. I'll pay for that. I I, I'd plunk down my money and watch that.
4: Well, it could happen. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Caitlin could be coming to uh, Portland. Yeah, keep an eye on that. That's kick ass. Uh, All right, in the news is coming up next. We had a cell outage today. Um, one of Portland's most prolific graffiti uh, vandals is in custody. No. Oh. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? And we have a flight from Seattle to Vegas that got bloody. Mm. That's next. Here's Buck. spoken up about Henry Winkler's eyes being very important to him?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if we spoke enough about it, but
4: a while back I, I
2: brought this up. You did? I just find it odd that I think eyes are important to everybody. I've, I've never once been like, because he, right. he's talking about his father-in-law and how they are important to him, I would assume that vision is important to everyone. I I've, I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what I don't
5: care about. Yeah, it does seem like it's paramount in his family specifically, and yeah. that's a little odd. That is odd.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he's raising awareness for it, but, you know, at the same time, Henry, we we get it, man. It's um
5: What is it? Macular degeneration?
2: Macular degeneration. Yeah. Like I I's Yeah, if I started going blind, I I would assume that, you know, it it's important for all of us.
4: Do you want to know what's important to me? <laughs> My body
2: I, I would assume yeah all of it yes except my pinkies I've, I've including said including
4: my rods and cones if
2: you I could get rid of my pinkies and I don't care other than that you know I like my body
4: yeah it's just weird to hear him say that it's, and I love Henry Winkler
2: it throws me off every I'm I'm with you every time I hear it I have that my same, eyes are very important to me I'm like, wow. yeah. they were very important to him to his father in law. And I'm like, yeah, yeah we, I just think of, Larry, I think of Larry David and being like, yeah, yeah well, it will. Yeah.
4: Isn't that everyone?
5: By the way, the new episode well, it's of. It's your father-in-law. It's not your father. The, the yeah, new, that was a bit there. The new episode of <laughs> Curve so is, is amazing. The new season is really, really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> that third episode, though, hit it out of the park. There were about six or seven good bits in that one. Uh, all right. Uh, it is. Focus. It is February
4: 27th. 22nd. 2024. It's time for IT news. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh no. Oh no. Today is National Chili Day.
2: I had chili last night. I had a little cup of chili. You did. I did. I didn't know it was National Chili Day. Yes, or I guess today. But. You
4: know. And it is National Margarita Day. Did you have a margarita with your chili?
2: I did not. I had two old fashions and a cup of chili. That was a uh, That was my. That was my dinner.
4: So we had a big. AT&T sell outage today. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, did across. that affect you? No, it did not. But
2: I had a, I had a buddy of mine that was uh, very unhappy. I guess it was like last night into today. Oh, it was? Yeah. It didn't
4: yeah. affect me either.
2: I don't have AT&T, so I it, do. It, it did not get me. I am a, uh, the Zach Braff, uh, the T-Mobile. I'm a T-Mobile guy.
4: Tens of thousands of AT and T customers were left without service for hours today. Oh no! For their home phone, internet, and mobile phone services, the outages started popping up just before twelve thirty our time. Uh, just before one, the number of reports began to decline to nearly five thousand after spiking at more than seventy-three thousand. Well, that? That many? Man, it's not getting better. Most users still impacted. 51% say they are having issues with their mobile phone service. And, of course, this is leading us to speculate that it's a cyber attack. Yes. And the Russians. It's
2: probably Putin. When in doubt, blame the Russians. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone the other day go, I'm so tired of the Russians. Just once I want it to be like... you <laughs> know, just give me another, I want the New Zealand. I want it was the, the Spanish this time yeah, around. Yeah, give me the Spaniards, right? Give me someone in the the you know the Republic of Congo. Just give Those me damn some Latvians. Give me, yeah, give me someone else. I'm tired of the Russian villain. Man, yeah, give me, give me something. Maybe the Belarus or something. Maybe an offshoot of Russia. And by the way, am I the only one that that I love again the convenience of the cell phone, all that? But does anyone besides me just occasionally long for the days where when you'd leave the house, no one was able to get a hold of you for like twelve hours?
4: I sometimes do that when I go off. I just I leave my phone in the car. Yeah, off. you're like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm gone. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It is. When you're just like, yeah, it's, good luck. A 27-year-old suspect dubbed one of Portland's most prolific graffiti vandals has been arrested. Boom. And charged in connection with tags across the city. Uh, his name is Jerry Mehanj, me. Uh, Mia uh, not going to graffiti anymore. How would you pronounce this? It? It's M I J, A ah. N, G O S. Mihanos?
2: Yeah, let's go with that. That Jerry actually, Mijanos? that sounds like there's some good flow to it. I like that.
4: Uh, they arrested him on a probation violation. Mm. Eight counts of criminal mischief related to tagging.
2: So he'll serve like what six hours in prison? <laughs> Probably. I, I don't want there to be a thing where you're sitting in prison for years and years for for petty crimes, but dude, we have got to start growing some balls and holding some people accountable and actually having
4: some repercussions. We just just have to. Hey, that brings me to my next story. I like it. This from Mm opb.org. Oregon Democrats agree to stronger criminal penalties for drug possession. Thank God. How about that? How about some forced treatment? Look at the snowflakes coming around. Yeah. I saw recently that uh,
2: old Gavin Newsom down in California proposed like a new six billion dollar project to fight the homeless, and everyone's pissed about it because it's they're they're saying it's it's forced treatment and it's not fair to the 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 people. And I'm like, what would you like people to do? Like everyone just like we're just at this point now where we're like, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, then you. So we're just going to
5: accept the overall decay of society. So this is just where we're at.
2: We're like, well, nothing we can do. Well, you can't put people in prison for being homeless. I understand that, but there has to be some consequences. There has to be something where you force people to get some help, or there's consequences.
4: Oregon Democrats would enact stiffer potential criminal penalties for drug possession than they initially planned under a negotiated bill that could get a hearing as early as Friday.
2: Thank God.
4: In a bid to win support for their wide-ranging proposal to address the state's addiction crisis, top Dems... Have now agreed to allow jail sentences of up to 180 days for people caught with small amounts of drugs like fentanyl, meth, and heroin. Well,
2: and during those 180 days, is it within our power to say, "Would you like to serve 180s in prison, or would you like to try to go get clean?"
4: Like, why well, aren't you going to get
2: clean over 180? Yeah, the aren't you going to be forced years? to get clean there? Well, I, I think that's the Maybe. problem. Is I think that you can still find ways to
4: really, yeah. But well, you know, at least you crack down on that.
2: Can we? Can we try something? other than just well it's we got to be fair to them can we be fair to the rest of us it's like you know.
4: the party had insisted for weeks that 30 days was more practical but uh, that idea prompted fierce pushback from strong republicans
2: yeah cuz what does 30 days do again 30 days does nothing let's so try 180 keep like an eye
4: it. on this bill it is called house bill they're naming this one house bill 4002 Remember and it is expected to be released in the coming days.
2: Remember when we had that bill where we were going to ban camping, and it was like, we're going to give you your first thing was like a $100 fine, and then it was like a $180 fine, and then we're going to threaten you with prison, but then they came out and said, under no circumstance will anyone be arrested. And so we're like, so you're writing people two tickets that they can't and won't pay, and then the third time they do it, you're going to arrest them, but you just said that you won't arrest them, so... Really, you've done nothing.
4: Well, oh, and you remember that whole thing where they had the provision that police had to connect people with treatment? Yeah. Rather than take them to jail? Yeah. They are weakening that provision <laughs> in this new bill. <laughs> Backtracking big time on that, yeah. too. <laughs> it was say, worth a shot.
2: Someone saying no penalty for cocaine possession, though? Asking for a friend?
4: <laughs> West it West? didn't say cocaine. I don't know. Hey. Come on. Hey. Yeah. Let's not go Yeah, we don't want to go overboard here. Just... You know? And the Dems are saying, hey, we're listening to the people. Well, I, I would hope so. I would think
2: that as a society, we're looking around and being like, well, this doesn't work for anybody, including the the poor people with mental health and fentanyl addictions on the street. But I swear, every time they, 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 they try to do something, I, I read about these in the paper, and there's always some advocate that are like, this
4: is unfair to those people. Yeah, it's well, always a vocal minority. You it's, know, It's always unfair. Like some special interest group. Yeah. Uh, Hey, this is wild. Uh, Let's go Seattle to Vegas on Alaska Airlines. Let's. A man is accused of attacking and stabbing another passenger on a Vegas-bound flight with a homemade weapon. Like a prison shank? His name is Julio Lopez. He faces one count of assault with a dangerous weapon. He was traveling. uh, This was in January. He was traveling on an Alaska flight from Seattle to Vegas when he attempted to stab a passenger in the eye. Oh, after returning from a trip to the bathroom, Lopez allegedly began punching and hitting a man seated across the aisle from him. Don't do that. Lopez also allegedly hit the victim's wife as she shielded their seven-year-old son. Terrifying. Good grief. Uh, during the altercation, the victim's wife was screaming at the defendant to stop hitting her husband. A witness unbuckled her seatbelt and yelled at the defendant to stop.
2: Well, that, that ought to do Thank it. Thank
5: God she was there.
2: Thank God she was there to give someone a talking to. Yeah,
4: why did they put that in there?
5: What? Hey, like,
2: why is stop. that detail even oh, in Oh, put her in the story. Hey, I was about to stab this dude in the eye, but then I heard Karen yelling, stop. And you know what I said?
4: She's right. I should stop. Investigators later found a weapon which was made with a bundle of pens and rubber bands. The witness told investigators there was blood everywhere. And so, then after the attack, Lopez, who's the perp, yeah. started screaming, "I'll only talk to the FBI." Oh well, clearly he—deranged. Li- clearly he likes his meth. Well, do you want to know what he was thinking? Yeah. Yes. Would you, would you well, care like, to know? I like that he—I mean, clearly he went on the plane with the intention of stabbing someone in the eye because it was premeditated. Shank. They—they di- they were able to restrain him. There was an there was a law enforcement officer, who was on the flight. Mm-hmm. Who got him subdued, and they put flex cuffs on him. Oh, all right. So they restrained him. Got the little zippy ties. During an interview at the airport, Lopez allegedly told officials that he felt the mafia had been chasing him. Mm. And that he had never seen the victim, but planned on killing him as he believed he was being followed.
2: Oh, so he Damn. thought he thought he
4: was part of the mafia.
5: Little bout with paranoia. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, you know,
2: meth is a hell of a drug. But hey, we got to make sure in all our new rules that we're fair to this guy. We don't want to force treatment on him or anything.
4: You know, that would be unfair. Man, that's that's crazy.
2: Yeah, imagine you're just sitting there on the airplane, and meanwhile, some dude tries to stab you with a prison shank because he thinks that you're part of the mob.
4: Well, he doesn't. It doesn't say what ha- like he doesn't say how the guy di- is. Well, I mean, the victim. Well, there was blood, but we don't. Nec- I, I would think if he lost the eye, maybe we would have said that. You need to contact Henry Winkler. Are his eyes even important to him? <laughs> maybe you have to ask this question. You, you do.
2: Well, and it was only one eye, so maybe he's, you know. Yeah, we have two of them. Yeah. You get a cool eye patch or, you know. <laughs> got a Thor thing going, Thor Odin thing going for you? I don't, I don't
4: know how that works. <clears throat> well, there may be more holes in the sky where a tree once stood. Oh, boy. Uh, 4.45 on the fan. All right, this is in the news, Feb 22, 2024. Uh, we've got the Hot 5 at 5 shortly um there may there may be more holes in the sky where a tree once stood here locally. i bet you someone's making money. It's interesting. Should we, should we uh, revisit that real quick? <laughs> I think people people know right?
1: On a welcome site in the neighborhood <laughs> a developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood.
2: <laughs> it's over? No such
1: a lack of life and sound all that's left is bare muddy ground a magnificent tree was murdered the mighty dollar (laughs) cut it down there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money stand up there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money laws protect exceptional trees but the city grants exemptions to these instead they reward the developers greed and sanction the murderers deeds there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money no more leaves shimmering with golden light no more gentle shedding of of rains, nor tulip blossoms rustling in the wind. Now nothing remains. But that hole in the
4: sky Yes the She got everyone was,
1: Somebody's making money There's a hole in the sky Where the tree once was Somebody's making money There's a hole in the sky In the <laughs> this sky gets, We've never gotten this far now. in the no. song the no. This is
2: great. I've never heard this much of it before There's It's like when you hear the third in verse in Of the, the Star Spangled sky Banner You're like, what? Yeah. You're like, what?
1: 90-year-old tree <laughs> There's a hole in the sky In the sky That tree did not fall <laughs> Belong to you or me. There's <laughs> a right. hole in the sky where the tree should be.
4: Um, okay, we play that because indeed. now that was from Seattle City Council a what couple years ago. What are you talking about? No one knows. Well look, they were not they were not happy with trees being cut down for developments. No. It's tree huggers, come on. Yeah. We're in the northwest. Yeah. Come on. Uh this is exactly what we're talking about with you know special interests, you know, the tail wagging the dog. You know, they're very vocal. They let you know. Well, it's not exactly the same, but PGE is considering cutting down trees in Forest Park. That's not going to work for people. Is this because every time there's a windstorm, it takes out all the power? Well, I'm assuming that's why? No, they just, they said that they have been contacting customers to get feedback about this project. They want to expand their power line system. And of course, you know what that means. That's making money. No, you can't have it. I think that is making money. That is. (laughs) And it's cutting down trees. Unwelcome sight in the
2: neighborhood. <laughs> it it's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. Those PGE
1: is being greedy.
5: Those PGE Those is being greedy.
2: Sons of bitches. We need to call her and tell her that she needs to get down to the yep. next like city council meeting. What to her think bit? she's up to? Probably going around. I, I'll bet you. If it, I'm willing to guess that if you contacted her and said, "Hey, we need you," I'll bet she shows up. She'll
4: probably put a stop
5: to this too. Like this. too.
4: Yeah, I think the thing about her wasn't she like a former? Um, She's like a musician. Is she? I mean, I know it doesn't sound like you that. You wouldn't know it. But hey, dude, I, you,
1: you're I'm telling me- in the neighborhood <laughs> neighborhood I couldn't write that song.
5: No,
4: that's great stuff.
5: You
1: know.
4: Especially just for
2: city well, council. She
5: couldn't write that song either.
2: <laughs> Someone said, Rob, I'll give you 20 bucks if you sing that song in an Australian. <laughs>
5: <place.">
4: <laughs> <laughs> well- Australians sing more like. Yeah, just Americans. Yeah, I've always it, thought that's yeah. very strange. Like when you
2: listen to well, I think that way about everything. Like when, when Keith Urban sings, yeah. you're like, what? Like, I really like, have you ever heard the Celtic women? No. It's a, it's are they, a hot? It, it, they are. Uh, and they, they sing like, they're like, they're like, they sing Christmas carols a lot. It's a bunch of hots and they sing and they're all Irish. And to hear them talk with the thickest Irish brood you've ever heard and then you hear them sing, and you're like, where
4: did that go? Yeah, why did why it's, I don't understand? That. It's very strange why that happened. I don't know. Well, hikers say they are concerned. Well, they should be. Damn developers! Uh, the appealing thing about Forest Park is it gives people a chance to be in the forest, even though they're in the middle of the city. And a Portland resident named Cassandra was out there on a rainy Monday morning, and she said the park trails provide people the break that they need, and we don't need power. No, we don't need power. We need trees. On the
1: welcome site it in the neighborhood. neighborhood of And by, by the way, I don't RV. know
2: what this is because I'm never going to look it up. But when you walk down, I live right off McGilvery in Vancouver, and there are signs everywhere. Uh, like every five feet that said, save our streets. There's some sort of, there's something going down in Vancouver where they're trying to save the streets.
5: There's something going down in the neighborhood? There is
2: something going down in my neighborhood. And I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to bother to look it up, but... I, I, it's somebody's p-
5: making money, someone's
2: making money, and they're not happy about it. It's called <laughs> save, like savevancouverstreets.com, or I, I don't oh. know,
4: but well it's that, they have a website. Okay, that's better. Here
2: yeah, it's a very, I, they are everywhere. And I keep walking by, and, and I can't tell how many times I've been like, Hey, I wonder
4: what's happening. And then I get yeah. home, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do They're It is right here. Yeah, let's read. Is someone making money? The city of Vancouver plans to remove vehicle travel lanes along southeast McGilvery. Southeast 34th, and a number of other local streets. This is being done without community involvement. What do you mean a travel lane? Like And reasonably addressing neighborhood concerns. Please get involved. What do you mean? They-
2: what is a travel lane?
4: Well, let's take a look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already confused.
2: So it's a two-lane road each way. Are they going to make it a one-lane road? Anybody? I don't know. I have to click another. (laughs) This is why I don't look things up. I just know that if you walk around my neighborhood, someone's making money, they're not happy about it, and we need to save our streets. And it says all the signs
4: are like, get involved, and then I'm not getting involved. I think it's just bike stuff. Okay, so see this picture? This is probably the best way to show you. See that photo there? Yeah. So that's normally a two-lane road there? That's probably McGilvery?
2: Yeah, that looks like McGilvery.
4: Are there two lanes on each side? Yes. Yeah. So look what they're doing. So it's just a one lane road. They're gonna do one, and then, and then it looks oh like pedestrian God. and bike. Sons of bitches. So what? I'm gonna on get. I'm there. gonna get
2: stuck behind old grandma, going down McGilvery and being forced to go 25, because people do fly down that road.
4: Yeah, I think they're gonna. I'm all for it. You know what? I'm gonna. I. <laughs> what are they pissed about? This is great. This is great for the community. My, uh, my rage will know no bounds.
2: If I get stuck. You forward or
4: against it? Against
2: it. Okay. Because now I got no way to go around the person that's actually. No one goes. It's a 25 mile an hour speed limit. No one goes 25. Well, the olds. Exactly. The olds do. And that neighborhood is full of olds, which means you're going to get stuck behind someone going 23 miles an hour and there's going to be no way to go around
4: it. I will say that in, this, in this rendering that they have here, those bike and walking lanes are yeah. enormous. Know, boy. Like normally they have the little. Yeah, they you know, the, little, the little bike lane. Yeah. You stay in that. So
2: basically you're going to turn one lane of traffic into a lane of walking yeah. and biking.
4: It's like a giant sidewalk. Mm.
2: Can I start a campaign against? Well, I guess this campaign is already against it. Yeah, you're for these guys. I'm for these You guys. want to
4: sign up for this. I'll I'm be- going to start a campaign against them. I'll be damned. I love it. I'll be damned. Oh, wait, I'm f- for it. So now I've I, I mean got to I gotta be an activist. i got to get out there and mix things up. Somebody's being greedy. Someone is being greedy. Sons of bitches, I knew it. That's your in the news Feb 22, 2024. Coming up next is the hot 5 at 5. We have sports news. Sports.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh
4: it's 4:57. This is the fan.